Welcome to Dragon Talk. Oh. Shelly and I are in I hysterics. Didn't we were, we as were normal. Uh, I'm Greg Tito. <clears throat> I'm Shelly Mazanoble. You're getting yourself together? Yes. You feel like you're together? <laughs> we were just literally crying with laughter. Uh, mostly Shelly, not me. No. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Ryan has too much power. He's got a lot of power. He can make things sound like things that didn't really happen. I'm just putting that out there in case you were ever listening to this podcast and it sounds like I did something that I didn't do, just hypothetically saying. Are you saying we need some checks and balances in this uh, in this Dragon Talk Like world? if somebody made a noise like this <laughs> <laughs> with their mouth, you, Ryan would... Oh my gosh, what if you edited it under like everything that Shelly said I know, for the rest I of the episode? I actually am scared. He could take my words. And use yeah, them against it me. It could be like bad lip reading all over again. Don't look so innocent. <laughs> well, we have some amazing guests, Shelly. Yeah, let's uh, talk about who that. Who also make really good uh, sounds with their mouths. Very uh, talented. And uh, they are Erica and Kim Hidalgo from Girls Guts Glory. Yes. RPG.com. Yes. Yes. Uh, they are uh, a new gr- a group of new D and D players who are uh, uh, been uh, doing some stuff on it. some YouTube, but you wouldn't know it, right? Exactly, because they've got costumes, they've got accents, they've got role playing up the shebang. Yep, and it's amazing. It's so funny. So we're gonna learn from them, uh, the I'm two a big sisters. Fan. What? I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan too. Okay. Yeah, all it took me was like I, it, I'm I'm sold. I'm sold. Totally. Um, so look for that when the interview segment comes, and there we're talking to them because of uh, Stream of Annihilation. What? Which is happening June 2nd and June 3rd. What is the Stream of Annihilation you speak of? Funny you should ask, yeah. because it is an amazing uh, two-day streaming event where we're going to unveil the new Dungeons & Dragons storyline, and we're bringing up all of these streamers, video uh, Dungeons & Dragons live players to Seattle. For a nonstop extravaganza, we're going to have 12 sessions of gaming. No way. Yeah. 12. I feel like it's going to be more than 12 hours a day. It might end up going long. <laughs> because but everyone's game. Like you have to. 10 there's, there's like to 10 p.m. and stuff in between. I know that because I'm part of that. Shelly's one of the people who's going to be interviewed. It's true. For a new thing that she's not announcing just now, but no. she will announce at the stream of annihilation. And you're going to love it. And I, well, um, maybe. So I feel like it might maybe. go, if it goes long, it just goes long. That's what, what happens. We're going to stick to a schedule. We're making it happen. We're producing. But I'm, what if the game's not done? You're just going to be like, da na 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 You know what's funny? I was talking about that with uh, Chris Perkins, and he was like, what if a game ends early? And I was oh. like, what? We didn't even think about that. <laughs> We're just going to, I'm like, Chris, Slow you're just, just going to have to fill time, Chris. Yeah. Actually, like, going, that was going. just a dream. Yeah. You guys all wake up. We'll bring on we the, the, the dancing skeletons or, or David S. Pumpkins or something. Oh, God. And we'll, we'll, we'll kill time. We can make that happen. Yeah. Interview the players or well, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's stuff they can do. Yeah. Yeah. We're professionals. Ish. Ish. Don't tell right? people that. Uh, so please go check that out. I mean, that was, that was a really good sell that we just did there about how awesome this event well, is going to be. all the things that could possibly go wrong. All right. All right. Good job, Shelly. <laughs> Uh, and Greg, to talk about that, June 2nd and June 3rd, 10 a.m., new D&D storyline. It's going to be amazing. We're going to talk to Girls Guts Glory after this segment of Lori Should Know with Matt Cerna and Chris Perkins. Ooh. Yeah. They're going to drop some bombs. Nice. And it's going to be a bing bong. Okay.
Welcome to another segment of Lore You Should Know, where we delve into little bits of Forgotten Realms lore and uh, give you guys, you know, some in- interesting tidbits to, to feed on and perhaps regurgitate into your games. I just made that up. We're regurgitating stuff. I am joined by uh, Mr. Matt Cernan. Howdy. And Chris Perkins. Hello. And today we're going to talk uh, about Uptow and Mesro. A wada wada? A wada wada? What are these these things? Uh, these are things related to Chult, the jungle um, peninsula. I was going to say continent, but it's, it's not really a continent. <laughs> right. It's just a peninsula. <laughs> and recently so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, shall we start with Uptow? Sure, go for sure, it. Yeah. Uptow is a god. That's right. Yes, uh, a god known to the Chalton people, sort of a, a vigilant deity who uh, looks after Chalt and protects it from threats like, oh, I don't know, Dendar the Night Serpent. Yep. A, a fell elder evil thing. God? Possibly? Yep. Trapped underneath the volcano's... Uh, known as the Peaks of Flame, which are in the heart of Chult. Uptau is, um, well, uh, he is a, particularly in the time of, like, first, second edition, a very present deity. Mm. He's like a person or an entity you could actually meet. Yes, yeah. He is, in, he is sitting in the world. The world is his home, whereas a lot of other gods are off in different planes, living in some far-flung dominion. Uh, he's actually there. Yeah, oh, okay. there's the implication that that Uptal actually builds Mesro the city, which is in Chult. Mm-hmm. Just so, as, just as for fun. He's well, like, well, as kind of as a gift to yeah. the people. Okay. So is, there's a weird thing that I'm. You can piece it together from the lore. Basically, what happens is um, there are uh, these people, the Tabaxi, the tribe, not the race of not to be confused cat with people, the cat people. <laughs> as we've covered before. I think <laughs> small team. Um, yeah. And a bunch of other um, peoples on a continent uh, way out in the ocean someplace. And what happens essentially from bits and bobs in the lore that you can gather is that Uptau sends coattles to go and gather those people and convince them, hey, come with me over the ocean and you'll find this fantastic new land filled with dinosaurs. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but they're fine. <laughs> it's, but it's not going to be as bad as you got to hear. And why, why it's bad that they have it there is basically they're, they're, a lot of them are worshippers of the sleeper, it's called, and it's actually Tarask. Mm. And so it awakens every now and then and eats things and destroys stuff. <laughs> and so, as Tarasks are wont to do. <laughs> and so one of the ways that, that, that supposedly Uptal convinces them to come along is g- gifting uh, one of the people there with the power, one of the Tabaxi leaders there with the power to basically defeat the Tarask. And then uh, they all sort of come along. And the Tarask isn't like, Totally destroyed, so they're like, "Ah, oh, let's leave." Well, he could come back good. anytime. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. So, um, they they sail across the ocean blue, and uh, they reach Chult. And basically, what Uptal wants them for is um, fighting uh, and and opposing the Yonti at the time. So this is all way back. This is you know a few thousand years ago. Got it. This happens, and. Um, when that uh, is successful, he basically gifts them with this city of Mesro um, in the middle of the, the jungle. And uh, things go pretty well for a while until Abtau gets annoyed with his worshippers. <laughs> Why? <laughs> what, what happened? Because, they, because he's present, it, it's like um, he feels like an abused landlord. 
Mm. Uh, they come to him with all of his problems. They start their petty wars with one another over territory, and then they ask him to mediate. It just becomes such a chore. Yeah, there's, there's references even to, like, um, people coming to him complaining about, you know, their aching joints and stuff right. like that. Like, yes. like, he's really seen as sort of like, my house has ants. Right. Please fix it. <laughs> In the jungle. <laughs> yeah. All right. So he, he, he didn't bargain for becoming this, like, petty lord uh, having to, right. to, to govern yeah. over disputes. So the, the first thing that he tries to solve that is by uh, cutting off the city from um, the rest of Chult for a while. So... There's about a 500-year period where um, people in Chult, uh, the jungles of Chult and so on, um, who know about this place, Mesro, and view it as a holy city. It was the place where their god lived and all this kind of stuff. Can't get to it. When they start going that, that direction in the jungle, they get confused and it looks just like normal jungle to them and they wander back out and, and uh, they, they can't get there. Mm. Um, but it's still there. It's actually there. It's just everybody in Mesro decides, you know, not to leave. And, and they have these sort of like immortal guardians called the Bare that are sort of um, decided by the Uptao uh, to sort of be their, his principal speakers there and stuff like that. And they kind of They're live kind of in their like super own. paladins. They live in their own little world there. Um, and it's sort of this lost city vibe. And then that um, gets sort of uh, interrupted, I think, in the story of the Ring of Winter novel, essentially. That's where, correct. Where Mesro is, is rediscovered and, and all that stuff kind of starts to take place. Now, is that because the, the enchantment that you were talking about goes away so people are able to, to finally find it? I'm not exactly sure how they pierce that veil. Um, oh, I don't remember. I don't remember from the novel if that's because the the idea of that magical veil and stuff like that um, I think might have happened as something that explained why people couldn't find this place when it's actually not on the heart of the jungle it's right on the coastline and <laughs> oh, it's, it's a river yeah. like, they it's were a giant city you, know? <laughs> you can't miss it <laughs> you really can't if you're, going, you're going the right direction right you know? yeah. so so i think i think there, there might have been the, the idea of this magical thing that came later but i have to yeah. look at the but there's indiana states. jones kind of hero guy named artist simber mm. um found mesro uh and actually helped uh, sort of became became a friend of the city in a way and kind of helped them out through a few scrapes and whatnot, actually married one of the sworn defenders oh, okay. um, later on. Um, uh, one of these, sort of these this, uber paladins? Yeah, yeah, one of these uber paladins named Alessandra. So this outsider comes into the city, spends some time there, helps them repel the threat of undead. Yeah. Um, um, and then... Fourth edition comes along <laughs> <laughs> and wipes everything out. Uh, yeah, and and uh, basically we find out that when the spell plague strikes the world, Mesro is one of the cities that is most uh, uh, abused uh, by by this um, cataclysm. Yeah, and essentially gets leveled. Yeah. So so the thinking there um, at the time when when the fourth edition was being uh, sort of created and the stories were being made and so on was to uh, give Mesro back its lost city vibe. Mm. You know, so we're, we're going to turn it back into a place of adventure. And so how we'll do that is by cratering it and sinking it down in the jungle and making it really super dangerous and, and, and so on. Um, it, it's a little weird because, again, it, 
it's still right there on the coast. So, <laughs> you know, uh, hmm. how can you undiscover yeah, something that's right there? So, so like, I, I'm not sure, um, you know, precisely, you know, how much thought was put into that other than like, hey, let's let's make this into someplace more of a place of adventure. Uh, you know, uh, for me personally, I, I, like the, the whole continent of the whole peninsula of Chelt is uh, a place of adventure. So you don't need Mesro to be that mm-hmm. um, that sort of mysterious city. And they could have just invented tons of other cities. There are already other mysterious locations in Chult that ex- they're extant that you right, could have highlighted right. rather than doing well, that. Well, I mean, so you so you call it a, a city still, but is it is it inhabited with a city like population? Well, so it was um, because what happened is uh, post its discovery, um, it once again became a place of pilgrimage to people in Chult. So um, Chultans who had sort of uh, more um, uh, hunter-gatherer tribal lifestyles sort of outside of, of Mesro um, realized it was there and they could get to it and they would then go and, and go to this place of pilgrimage and civilization and, mm. you know, and so on. And because a god had built it or yeah. the legend mm-hmm. was that there's like, oh, we can go and see his great works. Right. Um, and now, so just going back a little bit, so when, after it was lost, is that when Ubtau left? Yes. There's an idea basically that, that Ubtau once again got upset with um, his uh, worshippers and, and this time was just like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. He, he essentially bails. Uh, he goes off to some higher plane and says, "You're on your own. Sort it out." Right. Yeah. So, so he finally became the deity that, that most of our Forgotten Realms deities feel like is like, "All right, I'm out. Peace out. You got to deal with your things on your own." Yeah, and I, you know, it, it could be he could come back. He might feel bad about that at some point and return. But mm. for now, he's the Cheltons are on their own. Um, so we got kind of an idea of what his character, Uptow's character, is. But yeah. what what kind of like. You know, what was his domains? What was his powers that he would uh, uh, be known for? It, it switched from edition to edition and from source book to source book. He, like, stuff kept on getting added in. Um, one of the things that's a, a pretty um, – uh, two of the things that are, are kind of uh, consistent are the idea of labyrinths, like uh, mm-hmm. not mazes in some place that you get lost, but like the, the labyrinth in which you kind of walk that path of dis- discovery and that kind of a thing. Okay. And the other thing is Very dinosaurs. Westworld. Very Westworld idea. So he, he's a, yeah, he's he a god of dinosaurs? Fun, yes, and in fact, uh, dinosaurs on Chalt are referred to by Chaltons as Ubtau's children. Oh. Is he, is, when he was appeared, does he appear like a human? Yeah. Okay. For he, a second there, I was like, but, but he appear but, as You know, a he's a god, so he could appear Yeah, as he anything. has appeared as a dinosaur. He has. Yeah. So there, there's references in 30 Distant Sources that during the Time of Troubles, uh, I think it's Seth. That's one of the S word uh, Yonti deities <laughs> that uh, Ubtau and that deity sort of throw down. And in that throwdown, Ubtau is a giant rhinosaur. Yeah. Oh, so. okay. Mm-hmm. So he can appear as that and mm-hmm. rampage through his own jungle. Yeah. If he were to appear as something non-human, it would be a giant dinosaur. That yeah, definitely. Um, and so, right, okay, so those are his children. Um, all right, so uh, is it more like he's a, like a nature beast type god, or is that just... Sort a, of a guardian god. I see. Um, because he, is, he was sort of tasked with watching the gates to the, the underworld in Chult. Um, that's part of the reason why he was sitting there, mm. uh, just making sure things didn't boil up out of the underworld. So by underworld, you mean the Underdark or the Land of the Dead? Uh... Mm. There's, there's, there's <laughs> both there. I yeah. mean, 
I think the implication with um, Dendar the Night Serpent sort of being under Chult is uh, is a sort of metaphysical thing, mm-hmm. but but sort of that that gateway is certainly there. Mm-hmm. Um, Right. And the Yanti are in Chult, and some of them are interested in that gateway. Um, that's why they're yeah, there. There is a prophecy that uh, the gateway will one day be opened, and Dendar will uh, know it and come forth into the world and then rise up and devour the sun. And there are Yuanti apocalyptic cultists who would like to bring this about. And with Ubtau out of the way, the chances of them succeeding are much higher. Right. And Uptau is supposed to be sort of like this defender who will stand in, in the way of that. And that brings us back to the original idea of Uptau sort of bringing um, the people, ancient humans, uh, from that, you know, continent far away over to fight sort of the Yonti. So there, there's something there where perhaps if you go back to the creator races, mm-hmm. um, you know, to what degree is Uptau... Uh, you know, a representative of a um, creator race. It's like, is Uptau one of these? Um, um, the name's escaping me at the moment. Uh, Saruk. You know, is oh, he a Saruk okay. that has just been masquerading as all these different things? Is he a Saruk that's gotten elevated to greater power? Is he a Yonti that turned on uh, the other Yonti? There's this idea with the Yonti that they can kind of be elevated to godhood and so on. Mm. And so is he a Yonti who attained that and t- turned on the others? It's really unclear, but there's lots of play there as far as like what his character is. But clearly it's one who has turned against the Yonti and the Yonti in general. Uh, and in fourth edition, he's lumped in with primordials. Um, because there was a, uh, a tendency in 4th edition to sort of uh, delineate gods between being primordials or not um, based upon mostly kind of how, um, I guess, sort of savage they seemed, uh, <laughs> which is really weird or elemental. Um, and I'm not sure why Obtau was lumped in with that, um, but because I, he's certainly a civilizing figure, and yeah. and so it's very strange. But but the, at one point he was called that figure. But if you think about along those lines, like maybe he is a primordial because there's a sense that like on um, uh, a beer uh, that continent that uh, was in the world um, briefly, uh, it was populated by primordials, and they were sort of equivalent to deities in that continent. And so, you know, there's the sense that um, maybe there's some relationship there. Like, is is there mm. some conflict between primordials and gods here that's happening? Is there something where, you go, if you go way back when, um, is Abtau a primordial of some sort that's related to a, a beer and that's like a refugee from a right, beer when right. the worlds were split? Who knows? I mean, it's all loosey-goosey because it's never really been nailed down. I like the idea of him being a, uh, uh, you know, a Saruk, too, that you brought up a couple, you know, that he was like, you know, I almost think of Sauron and how he turned away from his destiny to become more a little bit evil, but almost he's turning away from his destiny of, with the Yonti, who have kind of leaned a little bit darker and more evil, that he's like, no, I'm the good one. I'm the one who's, you know, going to use my powers to to, uh, uh, stop my, you know, former brethren, that kind of thing. I like all those ideas, too. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else on uh, on the city itself well, or uh, Uptow? Can um, we say anything about the, the present state of Mesero? So uh, we have uh, recently sort of dived back into the lore. 
and um, hypothesized that Mesro was not, in fact, destroyed, that it was, its destruction was a ruse, mm. um, that essentially there is another veil that's gone up to make it seem like it's been lost, but the beret and the, the people of the city still exist in a demiplane and are destined to return. Interesting. So it's like a, a it's like a double mask. Yeah, essentially, um, the idea that they kind of phased their uh, city off into some paradise realm to protect it from the spell plague, rather than to let it be destroyed, but then to give the impression that it had been destroyed. Right. Right, and that that aligns with Uptow having basically locked the city off before. And, you know, maybe Uptow um, didn't say screw you the, to the entire planet, but just sort of said, you know what, I'm going to... I kind of like Mesro. I'm kind of proud of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm I t- built it with my own hands. Yeah. My own <laughs> dinosaur tiny hands. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note... <laughs> yes, exactly. All right. Well, thank you, guys. Uh, that is a, a, a good download on, on what's happening down in Schultz. So thank you. Yeah. We're losing Shelly. We're losing Shelly. Right before before we had the Lower You Should Know segment, Shelly cut herself. This is all happening in real time. Good thing that this isn't live like you want to do. People would watch my demise. This would be so amazing. Yeah. I'm getting lightheaded. Oh, no. She's losing air. Quick, we need mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. Oh, my God. Bart, get down here. Do you want a Band-Aid? I'll get one. You're really good. Look at it. It's like a big... Glob of blood. I'm so glad gross. I'm not like a real vampire because then like that my tasty. my like, like uh, a real vampire. My true blood like fangs would come out. Ah <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, speaking of true blood, that's so gross. Um, I really can't look at it anymore. You know, Too bad you, it's you, you just like lick it, right? Gross. It, it's like a it's like a delicious <laughs> coppery taste. I'm not a real vampire. I swear. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> no reason. <laughs> Put it away. Ah! Put it away. Put it away. Oh. Uh, Shelly's now a vampire. That's fun. <laughs> Would you ever be a vampire elf? Yeah. Sorcerer? Sure. Cat person? Yes. All right. I think a vampire I'll... cat sorceress. Instead of turning into a bat, you turn into a cat? Yeah. All right. I like this. I like bats, too. They're kind of cat-like in that yeah. they have fur and they can fly. They're cute. They're cute. Cats can't fly. I don't ever want to see one, but I think they're cute. Anyway, we have an amazing interview with uh, our friends from Girls Cuts Club. Our new what, friends. Why are, we, why are we not there yet? We're not even friends with them yet. We're going to be friends with them very soon uh, when they come up to the Stream of Annihilation on June 2nd and June 3rd. So let's get them on the porn. Let's do it. Hi. All right. Welcome. Uh, we have uh, two, uh, I guess, the Dungeon Master and one of the players from Girls Guts Glory here. Woohoo! Kim and Erica Hidalgo. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Is it, uh, you're in sunny Los Angeles right now, right? Yes, we are. It's very hot. Yeah. Humid? Um, not humid, just hot, sunny. Like, I- what's hot for LA people? like 90 today oh yeah oh, God, that's, terrible. that's too hot yeah <laughs> it said 100 in my car a couple days ago and that was too much oh yeah no. at the run fair we went to the run fair and it was hot oh nice how was the run fair oh it was so much fun hot. erica here is the run fair queen so she <laughs> costumes all of us <laughs> yeah costumes are a big part of of what you guys do mm-hmm. yeah is that mm-hmm. all you erica 
Sorry, what? Is that all you? The costumes when you guys um, are playing? Not entirely me. We we had girls bring in their pieces, um, but I did contribute a lot. Yeah, she <laughs> contributed a lot of costume pieces and helped us all figure out what we were gonna wear. And um, yeah, she's really good. At, she's really good at costumes. She's a stylist, so really closes her thing. Yeah. That's cool. My daughter, she's three. She says she has a passion for fashion. Oh, no way. Yeah. Really? Precious. Yeah. I think she got that from like watching the Barbie cartoon show or something like You're that. You're in but trouble. But I know. She really does. She puts on outfits like three times, four times a day. Oh, really? Yeah. Costume changes throughout the day. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so maybe she'll grow up and be a stylist. That would be awesome. <laughs> well, it'd be very handy having a stylist here when we do the live stream, the stream of Annihilation. I know. Oh use her. I'm so excited. Seriously? Because I might. <laughs> Shelly was just talking about how she needed to get uh, uh, her haircut and styled right before right she's before. on. Right before. Because it only looks good one day every eight weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and that day is going to be June 2nd. <laughs> Yeah, we feel that. <laughs> awesome. So I'm excited to meet you guys uh, uh, coming up to Seattle. Have you guys ever, ever been up here before? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've both been to Seattle. I've been to Seattle quite a bit. So, yeah. We, I've, I've only been once, but I was, I was pretty blessed. It was July and it was sunny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love Seattle. I've been very blessed by the weather in Seattle as well. So <laughs> Nice. You excited to, uh, to roll some dice on, on the stream? Gosh, it's so excited. Yeah, excited, and also I'm slightly terrified, but you know, <laughs> that's like Shelly. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Are you rolling dice, Shelly, too? Nope, nope. I just have to do uh, just a couple of little segments, but it, that the thought of playing D and D on um, camera terrifies me. So the whole time I'll just have like um, nervous energy on behalf of everyone who's playing. Oh, we're, I yeah. mean, all of us are nervous because, you know, we don't do the live stream thing. I feel like most of the teams there are the live stream teams and we have just, you know, we play at home. And then when we've whenever we've been on camera, we've we've filmed and been able to edit. <laughs> so we don't get to edit this time, which is scary. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe for, for people who, who don't uh, uh, know what goes on with uh, Girls Guts Glory, can you tell a little a little bit about, you know, how, how it got started? Like, what was the, what was the idea behind you guys starting to do this? You know, my sister, Erica, she's like me, really the ringleader. Um, she came to me and said, I want to start a D&D group. And I was like, what's D&D? <laughs> and, she, <laughs> and she explained it to me. And I was like, this sounds awesome. Let's do it. And um, we had a bunch of girlfriends. We're like, this sounds awesome. This sounds like a lot of fun. And I was like, well, you need a dungeon master. How about I do that? And then um, I got the book. I was like, Okay, yeah, Kim, you DM for sure. <laughs> and I had no idea. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. No. Um, I knew. <laughs> she knew. <laughs> well, you let her do it anyway. I know. She, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, she wanted she wanted to play and not have to do any planning. Mm. So well, also um, Kim Kim is like the planner of our family. Mm. Oh, so that's she, a good uh, job. Yeah, she was graduated with like a four or five, <laughs> like honors honor student so she's she's used to doing a lot of uh i carry all the weight can you, you know? can you yeah, yeah, I, did, I didn't 5? even know you could go i didn't know, I didn't know what it went higher than four 4.5 <laughs> i thought it was a four it was a 4.2 if <laughs> 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 you do ap classes and honors classes they count for higher oh my god wow you're like oh. breaking the curve seriously <laughs> so kim are you the are you the older sister i am all right that makes sense mm-hmm. okay so, so 
Sorry. Yeah, keep this is. I, I, I've read about you guys online before and I've seen your show. I'm, I'm trying to play it cool here, but I'm a huge fan. Um, but anyway, I'll, I was just going to say, like, I read something where you were like, I'll be the dungeon master. And then you picked up the DMG, the dungeon master's guide. And you were like, oh, yeah. um. uh, exactly. <laughs> I got the player's handbook and was like, oh, my God, this is a lot, a lot of rules. And then I found out that there was a dungeon master's guide. And they're like. <laughs> 400 page book and um, I was like okay cool I still don't you know, to be honest like you'll learn I really don't know the rules um, but so that's I'm not okay really a master by yeah. any means but um, you know we're learning together and it's been a fun <laughs> process and I'll create the stories and then we'll be that's part of what the editing is on our show is like wait what was that rule again let me pull out my book and look it up um, so there's a lot of that that we just are like, no one really wants to watch us look up rules. So, yeah, that makes sense. But that's I mean, I, I, going back to what Shelly said, I mean, uh, uh, it's something that I've been saying over here a lot when everyone's like, what's the one thing you need to know about dungeon mastering? It's like you don't need to know the minutiae of every single rule. Like it's, it's not important. You know, no. you, it's more important that you tell a good story and that you guys act the parts. And based on what I've seen from your show, you guys do that. Totally. Crazy well. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. Yeah, we we have a lot of fun just being ridiculous and silly and, you know, doing voices and stuff. So we have a lot of fun with it. For now, sure. did, now, to Erica, did you always envision it having, you know, basically cosplay at the table or did you did that come naturally? Um, That kind of came later. I think we were like we, we wanted to play and um, and then we were kind of like, let's do this web series. Where, yeah, we decided, had, had like a little bit of an evolution to it. Yeah, we decided to, we were playing and then we're like, you know, we're pretty funny. Like, maybe we should film ourselves. Um, <laughs> and then when we decided that that was what we we're going to do, um, then the costumes came because we are girls and we love dressing up. And um, we did a photo shoot first, right? Or did the photo shoot come after? No, the photo shoot was after. Oh, okay. Well, we've had a lot of t fun putting together the costumes and... Mm -hmm. um, and like figuring out what our characters would wear and carry around and that sort of thing. But most of the time when we play, we're in sweats and drinking wine. So. Or onesies. <laughs> so you guys started playing before you had the idea to do this as a live or a, a web series? Yeah, a little bit. Well, some girls joined after. Yeah, to, when Erica first brought it to me, it was just like, let's play. Yeah, I had I had played up in the Bay Area with some of my friends, and I had um, like a miniature and a dice set just sitting on my bookshelf, and I didn't really know anyone who, who wanted to play out here, um, which that, of course, has changed. Um, but at the time, I didn't really have anyone to play with, so I was like, Kim, <laughs> yeah, Kim. Um, and... Uh, you know, we're friends with a bunch of actresses. And so we had we had kind of thought about it, but it wasn't until we are like, we're great. Like, we're funny. Leslie, <laughs> <laughs> like, every time Sujata would open her mouth, yeah. we were like... <laughs> uh, she just cracks me up. I, <laughs> yeah. can, I can just look at her picture and just feel better about life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, she's great. Ichabod. I Ichabod's, you know, a fan favorite, for oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and a group favorite. Yeah, we love Ichabod. So yeah, all right. So uh, you already mentioned uh, 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 Sujata. Who are some other uh, members of the group? So we have Ali Gonino, and she plays our demon blood bard. 
Um, and she's actually a musician and a singer, so it's fun to get her to play. We have these dulcimers sitting in our apartment, and she just picks it up and starts playing it. Um, so she's very talented in that sense. And then mm -hmm. we have Alice Gretchen, who plays Rowan, our um, gnome druid, and she's just adorable and precious. And her accent is actually, I think, pretty good. She's <laughs> one of the most excited of the girls, I think. <laughs> when we join us. Well, she joined us. Was she the last one to join us? Yeah. So we, Eric and I, our birthdays are February 4th and February 5th. And Alice's birthday is actually February 6th. Oh my God, that's and my so wife's birthday. And mine's February 1st. Oh, <laughs> that's a whole lot of birthdays. Yeah. Aquarians forever. Yeah. Mm. So Eric and I were having a joint birthday party, and Alice was there, and we were talking about our D&D &D group. And Alice, Alice was like, I want to join. I want to join. And... Um, and so that's so she joined right away, and uh, her boyfriend made her a little miniature of her character, like he Aww. sculpted it. It was Whoa. very hey, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the boys actually are kind of are pretty jealous of us. Um, <laughs> I know. As they should be. To, uh, another campaign where uh, where the boyfriends can join. Oh my gosh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> and then they'd be like, "Can we be on the main main show?" And you're like, "No, no. sorry." Nope, sorry, girls only. <laughs> <laughs> this is a girls game, you guys. Come on. Everybody know. knows that about D&D. &D. Yeah, we also have Rachel Seely in our group. She plays our human paladin, um, Moira. And Rachel and I have been friends for like eight years now. And um, she might be like the nerdiest of all of us. Like... Yeah, Rachel and Erica went to Southern Oregon University together. Yeah, we went to college together. And she, uh, I lied, she's the most excited, I think, of all. <laughs> she's easily excited. <laughs> yeah. But did, now, had, had uh, Erica, you at least said you played a little bit when you were in the Bay Area. Uh, what was that like? What, uh, yeah. what, what drew you to that? Um, well, I just have a lot of, like, really, a lot of friends who are super into D&D and, um, I had never played before, so I was really curious. My friend was like, hey, come join me. Um, I'm gonna make us a pair of drow sisters <laughs> for this game, and I was like, heck yeah, that sounds awesome. So my first game, I, I really had no idea what I was doing. They would just hand me dice and I would roll them, and that was that was the extent of my gameplay for a while. Yeah. Um, and they would just like point to numbers and like add that to your dice, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was a lot of fun. Um, my friend Sarah had helped me make my character, and it was just like a super beefed up, like rogue. Uh, it was a rogue ranger drow. That's so I was cool. just yeah. So I was just like shooting a bunch of arrows and causing a bunch of damage, and it was just, it was so much fun. <laughs> And did you were you role playing as well, or did that come slow over time? Um, that came a little bit later because I just didn't, I wasn't used to. I didn't actually know a lot of the people in the group. Yeah. So, um, and this is still like, um, I was still not quite as comfortable with myself as I am now. Oh. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know. I don't really like know these people. I don't know. You were shy. So yeah, I was pretty shy in that group. Um, yeah, well, that, that actually dovetails yep. like kind of similar to to what you know my start of playing Dungeons and Dragons was. I always wanted to do it, 
and then had a few kind of tentative starts with groups that I met in New York City and there was not a lot of role playing for that reason. People were pretty much like talking about the, the, the rules only or the combat of what was happening. And uh, it wasn't until I latched onto a group that I like uh, uh, melded with both personality wise and with the story that it actually started to be, you know, this really, really super engaging event. It sounds like you went through something similar. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's good to have a like group of people that you're really comfortable with. Um, but also it helps a lot cause I didn't, fully make my character. I like made some decisions, but for the most part, Sarah had made my character. Um, and so I didn't really, <laughs> you weren't as invested in that character because of that. Yeah, I didn't really know my character, you know? So like when you're creating, so like when I create a character, I feel like I get to know them really, really well. And then I get attached to them and, and when, then they die. No. <laughs> Oh, gosh, no, don't, I'm don't a really that. nice DM. Yeah, luckily we um, haven't even we've hardly even gotten incapacitated. I'm really oh, too no, nice, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm a, yeah. I'm a really nice DM. Um, one day though, I'm gonna really I'm gonna get them. Oh gosh, nice. no, don't say that. And then when it happens, wow. it's gonna be such a dramatic moment. It right? could happen during the stream of annihilation. It could. Oh. Well, I'm not DMing in the stream of Annihilation. That sounded like way too scary for me. So okay. um, I'll be playing, though, which I'm excited about. Yeah. Um, well, maybe your character will die. You'll <laughs> see how it feels. Whoa. Who's DMing for you? Do you know that yet? We so, do, but we're not going to tell them right now. They don't know? Well, they know, oh. but not the people who are listening to this podcast. Oh. Yeah. It's exciting. <laughs> are you excited about whoever your DM is? I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, I, we don't know who our DM is. Um, but it we're rhymes excited. with Schmirkins. No, <laughs> really, really, for the GGG or for the other ones? No, for the other ones. Oh, well, there's like seems like a lot of secrets going on around here. I know. I, I'm the keeper of secrets. Wow. I like, I like to keep it. Uh, but you know, we're getting to that point where we're uh, gonna start divulging some of those secrets. So Come I'm on, into it. I'm into it. it. I'm, I'm into I can't wait for everyone to find out. We're ex- we're pretty excited about it. Will you so. be here in your costumes? Um, some, some of the time, I think, we'll be in costume and some of the time we won't be. We probably, on, to be honest, we probably won't be in costume most of the time, except for I think there's a couple games we're going to be in costume. Mm-hmm. So when you're, like, talking to, like, Joe Manganiello, you'll be in your costume? Um, <laughs> hopefully Ichabob is. Yeah. Well, at least, Like a yeah. sweet, sweet costume. Exactly. <laughs> Are you going to be the only ones in costume? Um, there will be other people like, in costume. Greg sure. will be in costume. I, now I have to be, yeah. <laughs> it's funny that you guys talk about how the role playing kind of came later for you guys because I feel like Girls Guts Glory was more role playing than anything else from the start and then learning how to um, do the rest Mm -hmm. but we also had like known each other for a while you know Mm -hmm. like it it was a group of people like girls that we're comfortable with and And you're actors or a lot of you are yeah Mm -hmm. Most, most of us yep so, uh, yeah, so uh, Kim, are you an act- you're an actor as well, right? Yes. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, have you found that like even just uh, I don't want to say like almost dungeon mastering feels a little bit more like directing or writing a little mm-hmm. bit, but also some performance. Do you feel like it's informing you know your the the other part of your art? You know, uh, maybe it is a bit. I've been writing actually a lot mm-hmm. in the last couple years, um, so I've written a few scripts. Um, and yeah, it's it's. I haven't actually used too much of that in my DMing yet, 
but I'm sure that I will. Um, we kind of play short games. Like I know people sit and play for hours, but we have um, a little gnome who likes to go to bed really early. (laughs) (laughs) And actually a dungeon master who's now like an early to bed, early to rise. So our games tend to be shorter so we don't have the long you know yeah um, the long the long marathon sessions uh, uh, going on like like you're not one of the stranger things kids who's like playing for 12 hours <laughs> yeah no we aren't well, we aren't that wait i mean the other day we played for like oh yeah the other day well that was a special occasion <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like I asked that question, too, when uh, uh, we talked to the Script Notes uh, guys, where I was like, so has Dungeons and Dragons informed your screenwriting? And they're all like, no, but maybe, <laughs> you know. Maybe yeah. it does in a way you just don't recognize. Yeah, it's not like it's a one-to-one. Right. Yeah. It kind of just filters in your brain. Good improv practice. Yeah, for sure. Going going with the flow. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys, do you guys have any uh, uh, comedy background in that way, like uh, doing improv? Yeah, Sujata has the most, surprise, surprise. Um, (laughs) I was on an improv team in high school, but I didn't actually really want to be on it. (laughs) (laughs) That's terrible. That's a horrible thing to not want to be on. It was just a really weird circumstance. My friend was like, "Um, I want to audition for the improv team. Come with me. And I was like, ah, fine. And then I made it on the team, and she didn't. Oh, no. (laughs) It's like, why am I here? Erica. That's not nice. What? I had no control over the situation. I went as moral support. So it sounds like you did that to Kim when you were like, oh, yeah, you can Dungeon Master. (laughs) You know, she comes off as really sweet, but I'm starting to realize (laughs) I'm a snake. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Beware. (laughs) Only the first time. Nice. Those are good. Those are good NPC qualities to have in there where you think they're really sweet, but they might uh, turn on you at any moment. Yep, yep. <laughs> so what did you guys think when um, you, I don't know if it was Greg or I'm assuming it was you, Greg, emailed, called, and said, Nathan. hey, we're doing this thing. It was Nathan, actually. It was Nathan? Yeah, Nathan yeah he's a big tweeted fan. At, tweeted at me. <laughs> oh, he did? Nathan tweeted me and was like, hey, um, we're doing this thing. We're interested in using Girls Gets Glory. And at that point, we'd only released our preview and a trailer, so we hadn't even released the episodes at all yet. Um, and I was like, really? I mean, <laughs> okay, and so I met with Nathan here in LA, and I was like, just so you know, I don't like know the rules, and <laughs> um, we aren't, you know, we're all really new to the game, so this sounds terrifying, and he was like, that's what I like about you guys, is that, you know, you're new, you're still learning, but you jumped right in it and did it anyway. And so we're like, okay, okay. If you really want us, sure. It sounds like a blast. So that's kind of what happened. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think he's right. I mean, I think what's been crazy about watching video streaming of uh, Dungeons and Dragons play for the last, you know, four or five years, how it's been like crazy. And I mean, you, you guys do the edited stuff, but it's, it's, changed the way people perceive how you play Dungeons and Dragons so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think your your guys' group was uh, the kind of, you know, natural progression of things where it would be people who have this innate, you know, uh, ability and or need to tell stories in this way, you know, to tell fantasy stories like this. And uh, we just wanted to, I think, empower that to be like, look, anybody can do this. It doesn't matter 
uh, you know, if you've been, you know, as you guys are saying, like, oh, you don't need to know every single rule inside out or you don't need to have, you know, started playing, you know, when you were 12 years old or anything like that. It's it's something that you can jump into at any time or any walk of life and, and, and get some enjoyment out of it. I mean, who doesn't like, you know, going on adventures with your friends and making each other laugh? Me. You, you don't. Yeah, Shelly hates it. I don't like that at all. She's, she's deadpan looking at me right now. <laughs> Sounds awful. <laughs> Who doesn't like doing funny voices, Shelly? <laughs> <laughs> That's my real voice. Just oh, so this is the funny voice this yeah, whole time? this is my funny voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I have some great impressions I can do. You guys might want to use me as a special guest NPC. Oh, we'll wow. totally use you. Okay. She always plays sorceresses. Do you have a... Always. Do you have a, an opening for a, an elven sorceress? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Or a cat person. Apparently, you're going to be yeah, a cat person. Yeah, I'm going to be a cat too. person in our next D&D game. Cool. <laughs> I like it. Yep. Yeah, I think there's some, ca- <laughs> I think Craig, there's some, there's some cat suits online you can buy, so you don't have to make your costume. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> i just go to Amazon and buy one. I'll fit right in. You guys yeah. won't even notice that I'm It might be a sexy cat suit, but <laughs> you, can, yeah. you can get some, like, put a get some safety or pins over yeah. it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so Kim, I think you, you said earlier when you're DMing, are you are you writing the uh, the adventures that, that your the group's going yes. on? Yes and no. I write a outline and I put together the the NPCs, which also are always changing. But I um, come up with different NPC characters. I come up with who they're going to come up against. What you know, what d- different avenues they could take to go on the story. Um, so I have a rough outline and then the rest is just improvised depending on what they decide to do and which route they decide to take and um, how well we roll, how well they roll. <laughs> um, but in general, there's in general, there's, you know, a basic where we're going, where we start and where we're going. And then um, we take it from there. <laughs> Well, it sounds like you learned from the uh, uh, the, the best, you know, Chris Perkins' style of deep dungeon mastering where you don't prepare too much. You kind of just let it be like, oh, this is where I think it's going to go, uh, and then just let let it go wherever yeah, it does. That's good. Yeah, it took me a long time to learn that. I think I would over-prepare and spend lots and lots of hours and write down flaw. lots of stuff. and then Didn't think about what could happen if they don't do the thing I think is going to happen. Right. And then I just fell mm-hmm. apart. I also have, usually have, <laughs> backup ways for the, the things to happen that I want them to happen. So if they don't happen this way, there's like another way it can happen. Oh, that's good. That's smart. Um, yeah. So we, to keep them kind of on track. Um, so yeah, I, it's, it's a lot of work though. Do yeah, you know it I mean? is. It takes, takes some time. Have you, have you been able to play and with someone else dungeon mastering? No, but you'll see me playing in stream. Oh, this will be the first? Yeah. Actually, I have. No, actually, you're right. I've played a couple times, but it was playing, you know, Ichabod when Ichabod wasn't there. And um, we have a friend, Matt Altman. Shout out to Matt. Shout out, Matt. My guide in the DMing world. So whenever I have have questions, I call him up and I'm like, Matt, I need help. (laughs) Um, But he has run a couple games for us um, on occasion, and those ones I'll play. I've never played a character that I've gotten to create yet, so that'll be fun. I'm, I'm creating some characters for Stream of Annihilation, so I'm excited about that. Ooh, cool. I'll, I'll have played Ichabod when she wasn't there, or we actually have another member of Girls Got Glory who just hasn't been able to 
do our shoots. Um, Kellen Coleman, she plays Dranishka, the dragonborn barbarian. Ooh, um, ooh Dranishka. Dranishka. But yeah, she hasn't been available for our shoots, unfortunately. So um, you guys haven't seen her, but she's awesome. So I played her character a couple times. Why that name sounds familiar? Was she? She's an actress. Mm-hmm. Was she? Was she in newsroom? Yeah. Oh my it. god! I remember seeing that name on the on the credits. Weird. Yep, that's talent. She's awesome. She's a really talented actress, and she's hilarious when mm-hmm. she plays Janishka. It was actually we were trying to get her to do this shoot um, that we just did, but uh, she her show got picked up, and so it was you know we had to get the contract situation. It was just too complicated. Um, oh right. Stupid Hollywood, you know. I know. Stupid successful TV shows. <laughs> you know, she's too in demand, but we love it when she's available and she gets to play with us. Um, but hopefully the next one, hopefully the next one she'll be able to do. So fingers cool. crossed. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, so which which do you prefer uh, as far as between dungeon mastering and playing? Do you like, uh, you know, being in control or do you like just... You know, I mean, I, it's a little bit different because you haven't had your chance to, to, to build your character, as you said. But Yeah, um, I like them both. I like the I like playing because I don't it doesn't I don't have to spend all the time prepping so mm-hmm. I can just show up and play <laughs> as opposed to sitting for hours like crafting this story for them. Um, but I also enjoy doing that as well. If I have the time and I'm not stressed, it's something that's fun for me to do. Um, so yeah, I like them both. You know, they they have different positives. Yeah. To eat. Yeah, I think I'd agree with that. I think anybody would, but there's definitely I mean, after a while you start to see people like, oh, I'm more like doing dungeon mastering over playing for various reasons, and I think I'm I'm getting to be one of those people. You prefer dungeon? I mastering? I think I prefer dungeon mastering. Huh. Yeah, and I think it's mostly because as a player, you know, you you, you can be engaged the whole time, and you know, it, it's not just about. You know, but you do have to share the spotlight a little bit with your other players. And as the dungeon master, even when I'm not talking, I'm always thinking about how I'm going to spin what the players are talking about. You know what I mean? So even if I'm listening to what they're doing, it's more like a as a play, there's some downtime. As a player, there's some downtime. As a dungeon master, there's, there's no never downtime. Downtime. there's no downtime. Yeah, you like to be the star. I yeah, I, I, I got that too from it. It's not the yeah. star. It's I don't more want to share the spotlight. The yeah, exactly. Of the the yeah, exactly. I, I'm, I like being, you know, the playing god so and, and killing characters. <laughs> so Greg, so annoying. <laughs> it's true. That's why I'm dungeon mastering the stream of annihilation. <laughs> it's all gonna blow up. Did you say you're dungeon mastering? Well, I mean, I've been putting I'm putting together the event with uh, with all the people here, so it's it feels a little bit sometimes the, like I'm dungeon the mastering. dungeon master of the event. Yeah. yeah. Sure are. Good for you. Event master. That's like what a producer or a stage manager does, right? Like that's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you're doing it. I have cat. wrangling cat people. Yeah, <laughs> wrangling cat people. That's <laughs> <laughs> what it's gonna be. Oh my gosh! So, so oh, go ahead. sorry. Are are you guys familiar with some of the other groups that are coming here? Um, That's what I was a little ask. bit. Oh no way! <laughs> we were gonna ask the same question. Great minds. <laughs> I mean, like we uh, we like watched. Yeah, we've watched clips and stuff. We haven't. Watched a ton, actually. We like to play more than we we've watched. I do too. But we're definitely what? I said I do too for the reason I was just talking about. Because he wants to be a star. No, no, no. Because of <laughs> not that. <laughs> I like being, you know, I want to play. I want to get into yeah. it. 
Yeah, we um so yeah, but we were planning on doing some watching this week. Um yeah. the girls are coming over on Wednesday. We're gonna play some games. Actually my our friend Matt is gonna DM so I can play and <laughs> maybe one of my characters that I've created recently for the stream. Sweet. Um and yeah, so that'll be fun. Awesome. Well, I'm excited for you guys to come up. I'm very excited. Yeah. Get to meet the whole crew. Yep. I'm excited mm -hmm. too. We're, we have a lot of really jealous friends. Yeah. That's who awesome. Who are speaking to D&D. &D. They're like, we've been playing for decades. I'm like, sorry. It's got to be the right thing. That's awesome, though. I mean, I, I mean, the right group, the right since, everything. Since we've been hearing about it, um, uh, well, we, I guess since I started working here only two years ago, but the uh, our event at Meltdown Comics, I was that was like a wake up call for me because I didn't. I'm an I'm an East Coast person. I didn't really spend a lot of time on the West Coast until I moved out here, and then so flying to L.A. and talking to people who work in the entertainment business, and that how much, how pervasive Dungeons and Dragons is down there is really surprising to me. I just never really thought of it as being so, you know, as you said, like, oh, we've been playing for decades, or like, we have this group. I mean, I've talked to people, and been like, oh, I'm in this group of all Hollywood showrunners, and they're all running, like, shows right now, and they play Dungeons and Dragons every week, and there's this other group that's directors and actors and all, and, and even just like, you know, I just said the stylists, or the, you know, the people who are the behind the scenes who are just playing all the time, and it, uh, it's really kind of cool, so it, it's awesome yeah. that you're able to, to gloat in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we... We, I was surprised once I started playing and people started seeing, oh, you play d and I love d and I play d and I've played d and since I was, you know, 12 years old. I love d you know, so it's, they kind of come out of the woodworks. Yep. Yeah. It's like a secret I, handshake. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. <laughs> I was on set the other day and I was uh, creating a new character and uh, one of the crew guys, is that a handbook? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, man. I could talk about D and D all day. I was like, "Please do." <laughs> <laughs> I just been around for a little while, so it was, it was awesome to be able to like talk to someone about it. You know. Nice. Yeah. It's they're, crazy. They're everywhere. It's crazy, and then we're bringing them all up to uh, to Seattle for the Stream of Annihilation. So, the, those will be the, the the cream of the crop that are coming there, and then hopefully we'll do more of these events and get even more folks together. Yep. Uh, <laughs> who are uh, are you know doing this whole you know D and D as entertainment thing? It's pretty cool. It's fun. Yeah. Sure. Who knew? We're building a movement. We are. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Something like that. Well, uh, this is going to be super fun, and uh, I've already said I've excited like 40 times, and I'm going to say it one more time. I'm excited, you guys. <laughs> he really is. I really am. I can tell. So uh, where can people find out more about uh, Girl Scouts Glory and, uh, and what you guys do? Um, well, actually, all our info is on our website, so girlsgutsgloryrpg.com. Um, they can go there or on our, they can watch our videos on our YouTube channel, um, which is just Girls Guts Glory on YouTube. Um, all our, all of our bios and links to our social media and all that stuff is on our website. So, yeah. Sweet. Oh, and also at Girls Guts Glory on Instagram, at Girls Guts Glory on Twitter. Um, we're on all of that stuff. Guys, I have a question. Yeah. Yeah. Should I join Instagram? Oh, I love Instagram. Yeah. Yes. I do too. Erica goes, eh. <laughs> why, why the eh, Erica? They just, I don't, I don't like the new algorithm. Yeah, I don't like the new algorithm either. Like, oh, you uh, mean as far as them surfacing stuff that you, you don't follow? Like, you 
well, you just don't see everything anymore. Yeah, you it used to be they would they would post. So like, you have the people you follow, and they would show you the pictures that were posted most recently. Yeah. So it's in chronological order, and then they changed it. So now I don't even know what's happening. Anymore. Yeah, you don't necessarily. They don't show you everyone's photos who you follow and yeah, things. Yeah, they show that you like the same order. like five people. Yeah, it's hmm. weird. It is and, weird. Like, you'll see pictures on the top of your feed from like five days ago. Oh, <laughs> just because that one got a lot of likes or whatever. Yeah, I think so. it's a weird I'm, thing. Yeah, sounds our, similar to what Facebook and Twitter did. Yeah, everyone should follow our dog Luna the Fluff <laughs> at Luna the Fluff on Instagram. Well, She's now you have to join Instagram. Cute dog pictures. Yeah. Yeah. If nothing else, just join and follow at Luna the Fluff. <laughs> Luna the Fluff. It's mostly what Instagram's used for anymore. For Photos pets. of food and pets, animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. I just my my wife actually uses it like crazy, and then she she's always the one who's like she she looks at my Twitter thing and she's like, "How? I, I, that's so confusing. I don't understand that." I'm like, "Oh, well, maybe it is confusing. Maybe I should try Instagram." <laughs> Half the time, my Twitter is just photos from my Instagram tweeted out. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of back and forth between them. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm still thinking about it. I think I you know uh, there's a lot there. I do take a lot of pictures, and if there was an easier way to do that, I would do it. And, uh, and post them. So maybe that's all. That's all. That's and all if the you're all about the photos, then Instagram is a place for you. Yeah. yeah. All right. You've convinced me. Wow. <laughs> follow I'm, Greg Twitter. Follow at Greg Tito. Is it? Now I gotta see if it's there's, it's taking it. It's probably, probably is. Someone's probably listening to this I'm right now and right, taking it. I'm taking it right you, now. <laughs> you betrayed me. I will sell it to you for ten dollars. All right. Well, this this uh, your your Tabaxi cat brother is pissed off at you now. <laughs> <laughs> can, I go to, can I go to the new brother cat brother store? <laughs> yes. That's awesome. It's called All right, guys. Store. Well, we'll see you guys in a few weeks uh, and or days, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, listeners. June 2nd and June 3rd, Stream of Annihilation is going to be happening, and you'll get to see Erica and Kim and uh, the rest of the Girl Scouts Glory crew there. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait. I'm excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. See you soon. Thank you. Bye. 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 Uh, I think that's a great story, hearing from uh, Erica and Kim Hidalgo uh, about how they started this group. And our, our, I, I love how they're being like our, um, you know, our, our newbie group to like, yes. be like hey, this is, how, this is how easy they're it is a, to jump in and be awesome. Yes. And that, that is a very good example of that because they are awesome. Yeah. They're so funny. Go watch the show right now. I uh, love it. They've got episodes up and uh, they just shot a whole bunch more. That There's are going to be even one. more amazing. Yeah. More costumes. More okay. props. They have props. Yeah. It's crazy. And voices. Yeah. They're really good at voices. I know. Yeah. I think, I mean, I don't want to say it, but they might do a better C-3PO than you. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're so mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> that cat sister look was terrible. Uh, that was like more like a cat hiss than a, like a, I mean. I guess it's, it's cat, cat hiss. I was going to say a snake hiss. No, I was cat hissing. That was a cat hiss. I'm role playing. All right. All right. Ow. Shelley, the stream of Annihilation oh. is going to be amazing because you're going to be playing a cat the entire time, right? I am. <laughs> yes. We have a down on contract now. I will be a cat. Even when she's not appearing uh, on any interview announcing any fun no, new especially things. especially I'll just be like curled up on the couch in your green room. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded dirty. <laughs> But it's going to be awesome. June 2nd and June wow. 3rd, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. streaming both days. That's 24 hours of streaming. 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you can handle that much. It's gonna I don't be a know. lot. I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be announcing things. <gasps> what are you gonna announce? Thing. Why don't you just announce now? Why not? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Isn't that cool? Wait, wait, wait. And you're gonna beep <laughs> with the beep onto the beep. But don't forget beep. <laughs> Everyone's who's listening to this in the car and or and their headphones is gonna be super pissed off, just like you and I are each other. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. cat brothers and sisters. Yeah, like that. I bet we totally fooled people too. I and bet now they really thought that. They was thought it was a real beep. Totally. Like from now Ryan, you have to put in a real beep now. Damn it. Or you can just use our amazing vocal talents. Just saying. You don't have to. You don't have to do anything. It was perfect. Shelly, where can they find <laughs> you on the Twitters and complain about your beeps? At <laughs> 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 Shelly Moo. Or complaints can all go to at Greg Tito. That's my Twitter handle. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. You can send the complaints to me. Send them all there. And I'll forward them to Shelly. Um, you can also uh, follow cool. the official Wizards account at Wizards underscore DND on the Twitter. That's where you get all of our nonstop announcements. There also is our Facebook page, Dungeons the Dragons, on Facebook. Like that, and you'll get all those fun, crazy stuff. There's a lot of good conversations going on there. And, of course, our Instagram page, which has not been updated in four years. But it will begin to be it's updated Tito. soon. Is inspired. Inspired. It was like I think there was like the launch of fifth edition. I think I started it actually. It was probably you. Yeah. Yeah, because I think there's some pictures on there that I took. And then you stopped doing it. Because I moved uh, over to uh, a different. Uh, uh, uh. The last thing on there is from the launch of fifth edition. I stopped. When did you stop? And then four people took over. Mm. You, Bart. These sound like excuses. Trevor. That's what this sounds like. Probably someone else. You're throwing Chris all of them on the bus. Yes. All under the bus. None of you. Are you still updating Tumblr? Mm. <gasps> that was my baby. I know. We, well, we have a very small, lean team. You have like four people. It's lean. Yeah, who have lots of other jobs to do. <laughs> my goodness. Anywho, well, we're going to get some help from the Avalon brand, Avalon Hill brand team. Are on, you? On our D&D Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you've heard enough of our stupid banter all Seriously, day. that was not good. I'm sorry. We're, no, I'm the stupid one. I'm the bad one. Yeah. I'm taking the bad one. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm not disagreeing. Yeah, you are. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fine. Go leave us a review on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag blame Tudo. Oh, yeah. Goodbye forever. We'll see you guys at the stream of Annihilation, Goodbye. June 2nd and 3rd. Goodbye. You guys are the best. Goodbye.